0: Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for clothes only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Yeah, here we go. Man Up Podcast, podcast number 84, and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. You take a globe, you spin it around. The largest state in the continental United States is Texas. The southeast side is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we are. Merry Christmas, everyone. We want to welcome you to the Man Up Podcast. We're not pastors. We're just regular guys on this spiritual journey. We're glad you're joining us here. It's No Church Answers with this group, and you're going to find that today. So I just wanted to thank everybody that tunes in, either on iTunes. We have all of our episodes uh, archived on SoundCloud. We're also on Facebook at man up. Uh, the professor says we're on Twitter too. We are. I'm not there, but uh, maybe somebody is. So it <laughs> is awesome. It's awesome to be here. And one of the things about it, and I wanted to start it off real quick, is this. A lot of times in our lives, we go through, you may call it a rut, it may be a routine, it's the way you live your life and things are going well, and then all of a sudden, something hits you and stops you in your tracks, and you realize why you live your life the way you do. Happened to me this last week. Had a hip replacement. Basically, I kind of live my life just trying to do the best I can, loving the Lord and loving my fellow man. Its pretty it's not more complicated than that. It's just pretty simple to me. I had the most wonderful outpouring of love by not only the fellas here in this group, and I'm expecting some big time gifts when this is over too. and i'm I'm sure he's got that for me too. And but also, the uh, I know you do, Steve. Spiritual kids.
1: Spiritual kids. take that. I take yeah. you know, it.
0: Love. Right. Right. Yeah. You
2: know.
1: Respect.
0: You know. you here today.
3: That's right.
0: That's right. But I but bought the, him a football to Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Funny thing. It has my name on it. Must have borrowed it from Andrew. But but the thing about it is, in life, then you have those moments, and you realize how thankful you are. And that hit me this week. And then coming up on this lesson is just outstanding. So I want to also make sure that you remember the reason for the season. We're in the Christmas season and this is a wonderful time of reflection and sometimes the meaning gets lost and we're hopeful. That you, through this podcast and through your own devotion and worship with your own local church, that you will have moments of joy where you can reflect on it and it means something wonderful to you. <clears throat> so we're glad you're here. I just want to set the stage for what we do. Uh, Man Up is a adult Bible fellowship men's uh, Sunday school class on Sundays. And what we do is we get together, we study a lesson. Typically, it is out of the Baptist Way Press, the Connect 360. We're in the Correction and Council, and then <clears throat> we meet together on Wednesday, and the fellows, well, they bring all their great ideas and steal what other good ideas all the other people had, <laughs> and, and we bring them here and discuss them once again on the podcast. And we have varied, different People on the panel so we know that you can relate to some and maybe not relate to the others but you get a different point of view so that's why we're here we're glad you are as well so I'm going to go ahead I'm going to introduce the panel real quick and then I'll have go around and have them uh, summarize the lesson he is a world-class professional trainer so you can't be a loser very long around Robert Koshu he's here And our class deacon, and you may not be able to tell this, but he has got a great haircut. He got his money worth today. Uh, He's a great guy, Kyle Trahan. And an attorney, he's a prosecutor, he could defend you or throw the book at you, Michael Cropper. We call him the judge. He is here as well. Our class intellectual... He is a policy, a policy writer, but he's also a risk taker, a bit of a professional gambler, Mr. Steve Titch. So I want to welcome the panel here. My name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a sales guy, kind of a writer and actor. A little bit laid up, and I've got this walker because my hip just got replaced, but you know what? It is pretty snazzy. Got the mag tires on it, and nice paint job. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead. We're in lesson six. This is, the focal text is from 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> We're in the Connect 360, and this is correction and counsel, what we've been talking about. And I'm going to start out with the, with the professor. Uh, I'm gonna
4: pass to Steve. Actually, oh, he, he called he it. Continued. We had the same
1: thought. He's checking it. That's <laughs> right. He's uh-huh. <laughs> check. Very nice. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, it's uh, and uh, well, when when we. It's it's cool if you're listening in and you're really not that familiar with the Bible. This is you're gonna love this episode because I know you will have heard this. Oh, no question about <laughs> these this.
4: verses and, before. And Our souls. Probably at least One. once in your life, <laughs> in very close proximity to a preacher. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. yeah, and 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 it may have been. It, it, and this is the uh, the love chapter in First Corinthians chapter thirteen. It's often read at weddings. Uh, not that it's a bad passage to read, that, uh, but but we're going to we're going to look at it. It means much more than that. Um, if we were all Koine Greek speakers, and it, this would make no sense if we read at a wedding. The reason it's read at the wedding, it is a lot of statements about love, but it's not about marital love. It, 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 you can apply this. I'm not going to argue with it here, but uh, this is a chance really to look at and what really Paul meant by the idea of what the Greek word in this case is agape. Uh, this it, it's a it's a it's a very difficult word. Uh, in in a very difficult word of meaning of love. We have and I, and, and this has been. Talked about a lot, especially if you're in Christian Bible studies. You've got three Greek words for love, or three primary words: eros, which is which is where we get the word erotic, erotic. from. It is erotic. it it does connote sexual and sensual love, but it also connotes a temporal love. I I love ice cream. Um, so it's erotic. so it's kind of an earthly temporal. Things emotional. that you like. Yes, and, that's a good word. Promotional. That's then, a very good word. Then you have philia, which in our in the in, in the parlance of our times would be bromance. Uh, you know the affection you have for people you like <laughs> your your friends your your fellows your boon companions we guys, but then you get to this agape which. Uh, I got Paul, paid. I got, paid. Paid. I I got paid. I got paid. I got <laughs> paid. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I the, got that, paid. I got paid. Nice. That's the right. I got paid love. But uh, you got, you got, uh, and and Paul throughout his letters uh, equate almost equates this idea of love with God. He uses it continually in 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 reference to the way God loves the world and the way, and and the love of Jesus Christ by giving his life on the cross and he's going to wrap up well he's getting to the point of wrapping up this letter to the Corinthians which is a very divided church he talked about spiritual gifts he's talking now about ways they are unified and he looks at this as the one very important element they're going to need to do anything if they're going to move forward as a church.
0: Right, right. Kyle, top okay. that.
2: <laughs> That's kind
0: of a All right, let's
2: just call it a podcast. <laughs> right. uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely in agreement. It's, it, it definitely has its place as far as the wording and all that in a, in a wedding setting. <clears throat> but... Uh, there's a song out that takes pieces of this Of course most <laughs> songs these days religious songs anyway or you know have pieces of different uh, scriptures intertwined or based upon and uh, it's from King and Country and they have a song out that uh, they, they talk part of this through the song and it is it's I can be the best person in the world I can do the best thing for any man any woman any person, but if I can't <coughs> love them,
3: it's all for nothing. Judge. like Robert, did you want to say anything after Um. St-
4: and really, I, I I'll go a morning too, but I knew he had that, and he called it. And <laughs> that's him right. and I, him, and I, were, yeah, that's him right. and I were always on the one the same wavelength on where this needed to go. Okay. So.
3: okay. Real quickly, the the love we're talking about here, folks, and, and Steve is is so aptly uh, and uh, talked about. Uh, the American term love encompasses so, so many, oh many oh, different yeah. things. And yeah. we use it so loosely. Oh, I love you, Bill. Oh, I love you. Oh, I know you I do, you. but... <laughs> but no,
5: but we, we
3: use it so loosely. And it doesn't mean any of what Steve said. And, and when we get through the, after you read the scripture to us, what Paul is telling us is is, is love basically means put the other person first, which is Steve said this. And, and we'll get through with that, and we're going to sh- talk about that after we read the uh, Scripture. But it takes a lifetime of practice to do that.
0: Well, and I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to read the Scripture. But I, my take, of course, is uh, just a little bit different on this. And it, it's kind of like the person that lives life well <clears throat> out of responsibility, not because of genuine caring. And by merely changing the fact instead of being out of duty or responsibility to genuinely caring about people and about love if you don't do it you're missing out you're missing out on the true depth of the blessing if you're just doing it by duty and that's what it's how it speaks to me it speaks to me about the depth of emotion as opposed with just running through the motion but and with that we're going to go ahead and uh, read we're in uh, first corinthians 13 if i speak with the tongues of men and of angels but do not have love i've become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal if i have the grip of gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love I am nothing and if I give all my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have loved it profits me nothing love is patient love is kind and is not jealous love does not brag and is not arrogant does not act unbecomingly it does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, there will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully. Just as I also have been fully known, but now faith, hope, love abide in these three. But the greatest of these is love. So, I'll go. I, I want to start because this
4: is Steve was right. This is the passage, and, and my joke earlier. If you if you're a married man, you heard this passage more than likely while you were incredibly close to a preacher. <laughs> Standing staring at your wife, and you probably didn't hear a word he said because you were staring at your wife. But we've all heard this passage, and does it apply to marriage? Absolutely, it does. Any, I mean, Kyle can talk to this because, you know, he's kind of our resident expert in this area. So, but it, it super applies to marriage. But when we take it and we put just that context in it, it is so out of context, it's not even funny. I, part of the reason I loved, when I saw we were doing this tonight, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> because you have to think of where Paul has come from and what he's done. So last week he was yelling about the spiritual gifts, literally at them going, look, I don't care that you can do tongues. The guy who's doing prophecy and the guy who's doing service is actually just as important and we had long conversations last week about how the janitor is probably in some ways more important than the preacher <laughs> because if we walk in and bathrooms are all dirty <laughs> you know it's not going to be a good thing and he had gone through all these discussions and he's finishing his, Steve said he's finishing up this letter and he's saying hey you know what you can do and we can talk and we can do all this but if we don't have love first none of that other stuff matters and i think has christians in america in particular has southern baptist in america we have done a huge disservice to the cause of christ Because we have ignored this passage in our pursuit of doctrinal purity or looking at different people and making decisions about their lifestyle and how we treat them and and going back to y'all's conversations about exclude and the one I missed. If you do all of that but you don't do it in love, it's all wrong. This is tying it all together and coming... Yeah, I'm a soapbox about this. Well, this is... <laughs> and this is it's why i like, like, you Because I got this. It
1: comes after all this. And this is yeah. often, often forgotten. I mean, you can take this passage and read it and study it. But he... The the church at Corinth is having pretty much all these same discussions, but mm-hmm. yeah, but they're immature on top of it. So they're arguing over you ate with that guy. Well, forget it. Or well, you're, yes. you want to? We, we have no time to get married because the second coming is going to be in you know, a few years down the line. Um, what do we do? What do we ask Paul? And, and they're 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 arguing during their own Eucharistic services. Mm-hmm. and and Paul is saying Paul the, the thing is Paul never really answers you know what you know says to this person yeah you're right or this person you're wrong he comes down to this thing guys it's it's all about love and and he says that's the most important thing um, I, I'm, I'm going to let somebody else talk because there's there's more to talk about how how important it is here well, as and what and you were saying. I, I'm going to make above it above all and, and yeah. why and why he puts what why that is really important. And the sad thing is, is what you're saying. We we we're a church that does chapters one through twelve and then maybe fourteen through he the is end. This to uh, me, however, <laughs> well fourteen through
4: sixteen are all yes. practical. Yes. Here's how you mm-hmm. do stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 13 right, thirteen is the bridge between the two, mm-hmm. and and I'm going to kind of make argument so I'm going to steal from Michael a little bit on this this is his closing argument (laughs) (laughs) of his Mm -hmm. correction part Mm -hmm. of everything he's corrected and counseled this is his closing Mm -hmm. argument Steve and Bill you guys are both writers Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm a trainer you, you know what I put very last when I do training? The most important thing I want them to remember no matter what else is the very last thing I do.
0: No question. He has that.
4: put that here because after this 14 through 16 are just kind of a litany of do's and don't things, little practical small things that he's going through with. But this is his closing argument of all the pieces he's put before is that, hey, you could do all that. Great, fine, I'm glad you're doing it, but you know what? You better put love in it. It better involve love.
0: This was the personal trait. Yes. So this is personally, each individual person needs to take up this particular trait. The rest of the stuff was admonishment, correction of the body as a whole. But it wasn't as individual as this is, and I think this is where he really ties it down, ties it down to the person, the difference that it should make, and if you are like this, the difference that you make in your community, and I think that's what he's setting setting it up for.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. you know, he throws a lot
2: in there. Uh, where verse starting kind of verse 4 on, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous. It's not arrogant. doesn't act, you know, uh, unbecomingly. There's a lot of things that we humans can jump to very quickly, very easily. You know, we can be jealous. We can be very impatient people. I mean, in our give-me-now society, you know, um, it's very easy to do, and this is a, a simple reminder that so many of those very easy emotions and reactions that we can have, those are bad. They're they're counterintuitive to love, and so it. You know, I, I know that patience is always one of those virtues that I don't possess a ton of, in a lot of respects. In some, I'm one of the most patient people there is, but. It's one of those areas that I always pray to be assisted with and to put it into the context of when I'm not being patient with somebody, I'm not showing them love. puts a whole new spin on your reactions to different and various things that happen to you in life.
3: Well, Kyle, put it in a practical matter, and and I always bring this up, but uh, when you leave the parking lot today and somebody cuts in front of you and you almost hit them in your car, <laughs> practically speaking, you control, you must control your temper, right? You, you, this is what Paul is saying about, when the opportunity comes for you to brag about something great you've done, when the opportunity comes for you to, to uh, rejoice in how wonderful your job is and everything like that, you hold your tongue if it will offend somebody else, if it will hurt somebody else's feelings. So, um, and, and like I mentioned this earlier, this can take a lifetime of learning to, to make yourself do I, this I stuff. think it does. And and
4: listen, let, I'm going to reread that 4 through 7 passage, and I pulled it up real quick in the message. I'm, I'm this, huge on different translations. Go, go yes. on.
0: I want Robert to, the professor's going to go ahead and read that. Then we're up against the heartbreak, okay. if you guys are all up okay. to it, and then we'll... Uh, all right. Finish up.
4: So it's the same First Corinthians thirteen four through seven, but from the message translation. So matter so no matter what I say, what I believe, what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Loves care more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love, love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trust God always. Always looks for the best.
0: Never looks back. But keeps going to the end. Excellent. That is from the message. We are going to take a quick break. This is the Man Up Podcast. Podcast number 84. welcome back. This is Man Up, adult <clears throat> Man Up, podcast number 84, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just <laughs> regular guys. And we're so glad you're here. And where is here? Here at Sugar Land Baptist Church, and we are here discussing Lesson 6 out of Correction in Council. This is 1 Corinthians 13. <clears throat> here with uh, the prof- professor Deacon Kyle, the judge, Steve Titch, my name is Bill Cox. I just wanted to, before we go back uh, and hear the message again one more time from uh, Professor Koshu, I just want to let you know my own particular feelings on this is that Paul was trying to correct the Corinthian church. It seemed like they had each... Uh, Developed individual goals for themselves with each of their gifts kind of slotting themselves okay I've got the gift of tongues so I should be here slotting themselves in the hierarchy of the church when what I think he was trying to get them to understand is this everybody is a part of the body of the church everything is needed but also it comes down to why why, do we, why are we Christians? Why do we have this religion? I believe it's very basic. It's to make our lives better. And our lives will be better if with fellow believers we treat them with love. If we continue to nur- nurture this community, collectively, our lives will be better. And I think that's so. So much of the time, that is the point that so many people miss, because they they see other people trying to climb the status ladder of the church hierarchy. When when the reality of the whole the whole thing to me is, is to make your life better. Would that go ahead and? Um, Reflect on the, the message one more time with, yeah. with the professor. I just I I, I like that one because it really puts
4: it to brass tacks. It doesn't keep count.
0: You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't do
4: all the... It takes it out of the flowery language that we've heard at weddings. and right. puts it brass tacks
1: back. You know, go ahead. We, Steve, we, and, and this is... On the other side of this, the, the agape side, um, and we had a big discussion about this in our, in our class... This is not... When love, when, when love is discussed here, and, and the best way to say it is, it doesn't mean you have to like everybody.
0: It, it, right.
1: it, this, is, this, is, this is the, the context. We, because we had, we're all going... Everybody out there, it's, it's almost Christmas. Everybody's going to have family gatherings. I wish you well on most of you. I'm sure many are looking forward to it, but I know, I know many are dreading it because they're in families that have issues, there's always somebody who stirs the pot. We came down to a class essentially where, in our class, where, where one of our members just basically has a rule, we don't do the in-laws on Chris, over Christmas weekend. We'll do them any time of year, but after so many years of this nonsense apparently, they won't do it. And that, not, it's that that can still be done with love.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah. That is not
1: right. a ju- that is no nobody in, in church to say, "Well, you're doing the wrong thing." No. no. I'm 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 building a boundary, but I am not I'm not cutting them off. I am That's I am right. just setting the rules for my interaction with my personal I interaction agree. with that. When we get to this idea of of this Christian agape love, it really is, I mean, it's it's difficult, but it's basically willing to set aside ill will and, and embrace the other person, no matter he or she is, as a human being and as another creature of God. And just work the, exactly the way, God sees value in every person because God made that person. Functioning now, and, forgiveness. And, and, and yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So, so, that's, that's what this is about. It's do, do I have to go down and like everybody? I, there's probably, I, I know there's probably a lot of people I do not like, but will I hate them? Will I, will I, right. will, that, that's the thing. Will I harbor mm-hmm. ill will or resentment because of that? And that, then it takes you back to what you're saying. If you really want a better life, you got to let go of that.
0: And, and y- and, y- absolutely. And the thing about this love that as it's described to me first before you get to there with some of this it absolutely is functioning forgiveness first and then possibly will grow into what we cosmically call love you know mm-hmm. in today's vernacular okay mm-hmm. <clears throat> judge yeah I'm,
4: that that's great yeah, jump, jump around a little bit. Yeah, right, <laughs> that's a good billism.
0: Christian well, love is all and, about functioning for dis- <laughs> forgiveness. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's right. And, and, and the thing about it is, and if you don't love, you absolutely are missing out. You're missing out on what is wonderful in this life. You're punishing yourself, and and it's a testimony. I just lived it. I had no idea how many people we're going to be busting my chops about when you're going to be out dancing or did they put the right size leg oh. in? You yeah. <laughs> know, I, I loved it. That was awesome. You got the bionic one, right? Oh, yeah. I got the sport model. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, but the thing about it is some people go, how rude is that? Well, yeah, for everybody else that would be rude, but for me, that was love. That was awesome. And... That is the thing about it. If you don't allow yourself to be a part of it, then you don't allow yourself to receive the blessing. And, and, and I'm just going to just open up this rabbit hole. We don't have to go down it, but this is the Christmas season. The hardest people to bless are the Christian people. And the reason why is because they believe it's always Bl- more blessed to give than to receive <laughs> and they won't accept it and with this particular injury and i know steve you you pro- you probably went through the same thing what like a year yeah, ago so, yeah. or so oh, yeah, you man. just have to sit back and go yeah i am injured thank you for blessing Will you understand
1: me understand grace you really understand grace, <laughs> yeah. Because there's no way you're going to be cooking food. There's no way you're going to be able to do things. And and I mean, and I was just pretty much out of commission for a couple of months. Um, and 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 people, people who who are who are disabled, um, it's it's. I think they understand grace perhaps more than anyone. Uh, and you can't be proud. You can't be proud. You can't be. No, no, no. Don't. Um, right. So, I, I, yes, yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> but,
0: but if you don't live with that, then you truly are missing
3: out. Bill, are you telling us this is it's the attitude we have? Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's how, not what you do. It's how your attitude is toward what you are doing.
0: Right. Is that you know, correct? I see that. How abs- absolutely right. how you receive it and I was sitting there in a moment of intense pain <clears throat> sitting outside kind of feel sorry for myself um, I'd, watched, I'd watched the streaming of the service and Andrew you guys called me and I was laughing so hard, I thought, well, this really changed my day around. And then a bird crapped on me because I was sitting right outside <laughs> when I was on the phone. I said, Well, it turned my day around, but not that far. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know yeah, yeah, it was and and you think about that and in life, that's what it's about. And the spiritual journey that I've been on, even when you mix it in with the infirmities that I've had it's made my life better and I really think that's what Paul is trying to get across to these people it will make your life
1: better
4: well I like what Mike said and it's, it's all in the attitude I think it comes back to that putting boundaries like Steve said your thought of functioning forgiveness with the right attitude you know, it, It's kind of tying all that together and living your life in that way and approaching it in that way. And I think that's what this passage is really hammering, just hammering on. I,
0: I, and I, I don't want to bring this up so close to the end, but think about the alternative. What are you getting if your position is better because you speak tongues or... My position is bigger because I'm this. What do you get?
1: Well, that's why Paul says what he says. He says all this passes away. This is this is really this is why I think I think this is so important for Christians, and it really deserves more than than an occasional reading at a wedding. It deserves to be looked at almost every day. Um, Paul Paul says, if anything else is eternal beyond God, it's this idea of agape love. And your gifts won't matter, your prophecies won't matter. He even says, faith and hope, when the moment comes when we meet God, they're fulfilled. We don't have to worry about that anymore, but that love will exist. And it, it almost comes close to saying we don't we don't really know what heaven is going to be like. Other than what we can take away here is that it is filled. It is abounded with this idea of agape love with complete love for everyone. you know, everything, all your problems fall away, all your all your barriers might fall away. The, 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 I guess what, what Paul wants us to do here is start practicing. Start turning to the Spirit and, you know, start to get ready so you're, so you're good and warmed up when you, uh, when you get to heaven. Because that's what it's going to be all about. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Professor, you said we had something uh, special that we were going to hit up uh, this week? Uh, it is. It is the season. Is Christmas season. It is the Christmas
4: season. Um, what I do yeah. want to, before before we move on, you, you had, before I do this, you had mentioned um, what would it be like without this love. And I just want to throw a shout out to our church is reading a book by Dr. Jeremiah Johnston called Unimaginable, What Our World Would Be Like Without Christianity. And the men are going to meet and talk about it in D- at the end of January. And he's actually going to be here. He is a professor at Houston Baptist University, and he'll be leading our discussion. So kind of wanted to throw that out.
3: Very cool. He's a great preacher. Really? Okay. 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 I have (laughs) not heard of him. Andrew's
0: Andrew's applying at HBU, too. He's trying to get in.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about uh, the book. I'm... Got to pick it up and read it over the Christmas break. So I thought about that. Um, I this time of year always strikes me, and everybody reads Luke and everybody reads Matthew, and I, I'm going to read what I consider the Christmas story because Luke and Matthew are fun and it's shepherds and it's angels singing, and then in Matthew we get the wise men showing up two years later, by the way, <laughs> right. and all of that. But the gospel story. The story of Christmas is really John. And I always and I always think about it as John, and I skip around a little bit, John 1, 1 through 5, verse 14, and then verses 16 through 18. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him. Nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And of His fullness we have all received, and for grace, for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. That's the, that is the quintessential truth of Christmas in what we're celebrating.
0: And that is what we are about here at Man Up. You may come here, you may get this little notification that we have a new podcast. They're typically right about an hour. But what we do is we talk about things that you can't and won't have the opportunity to talk about anywhere else. We give you the man perspective of it. And we invite you to chime in, man-up. On Facebook page you can post a comment we'll go ahead and we will talk about that on our podcast of course the podcasts are on iTunes and on SoundCloud and like to go ahead and uh, kind of finish this up with something kind of unique we're going to like freeform this and and I want just two answers from the fellas maybe a uh Christmas blessing or wish or observation and a summary about love. Really, Call it a podcast and start out with Kyle.
2: Oh sure, start out with Kyle.
0: Mr. Pink, <laughs> he knows about, he's the love deacon. <clears throat> and this is fuchsia. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, so let, me, let me get this correct, Bill. You're associating pink with love. Yeah, am I am I understanding that pretty quick, much? You make pretty fun much. of it in class all the time, <laughs> but today you have changed. It's convenient. It's of, convenient for me. <laughs> your, your opinion. you yeah. think? See,
0: I'm, I'm cool. wearing a festive blue shirt uh, today. It's just in case anybody's wondering. So, <laughs> Deacon Kyle,
2: you know, love is one of those hard things to have. One of the most cherished things we can have. One of the quickest things to be found and lost. And we can screw it up royally. You know, we have a tendency. We have a track record. You know, just look through human history. Um, It it is a difficult thing to maintain, but it's something that we have to maintain to be Christ-like. Because Christ was love, and that's what we're supposed to be. That's
0: all I got for tonight. Christmas wish from Kyle. Man, well, here, let me throw something up. Christmas wish for your wife. How's her knee coming along?
2: It's coming along. Good. Yes. Good for uh, her. You know, she's back at church, but still, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Bill with his new hardware speeding down the road a little bit faster at the moment. Oh. But the knee <laughs> is a little harder to recover from than that. Well, that, that's so, right. Know, so. But, uh, no,
0: she's doing doing really well. I'll challenge her to a race later then.
2: (laughs) Uh, Actually we had her, uh, she went to physical therapy, run into Jerry Cross uh, which was a recent amputee Uh, and I told her to challenge him to a race and then they wouldn't do it. I was very (laughs) disappointed. Very Um, But uh, no, Christmas Wish really, um, you know when it comes down to it we know that Christmas and the seasons and and all that for folks that have lost people. Um, That is something that is uh, always very difficult um, to get past and uh, to know that there are people out here, we are all here, uh, to be a shoulder to to lean on or a shoulder to cry on or, you know, just someone to sit quietly with you um, to help you get past those. Excellent.
0: Judge.
3: Yes. um, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to take a little portion from our, our lesson. Uh, Robert talked about this in the sermon he read earlier. The the author of our lesson uh, points out some things that we need to look at ourselves to reflect upon and ask us if we're acting in love. He says, ask yourself when you do something, are you patient? Are you gentle? Are you useful to others? Are you doing it to help others? And when I uh, do things, do I jealously try to control other people? Uh, or do I trust them to make their own decisions? Then do I seek my own agenda above all, and put other, or do I put others first? Do I brag more about my accomplishments than about those of others? Am I quick-tempered? Do I do kind things for those who provoke me? When I am upset, am I childish and rude or mature or impolite? Do I keep a list of wrongs which are done to me and do I seek retaliation on the person or persons or do I forgive my offenders? Do I stand against injustices done to others and advocate treating everyone properly? Do I carry difficult loads when necessary? Do I endure harsh treatment? Do I hope the best for others? Do I get up and go again when I'm knocked down and do I give up on love or do I keep loving against all odds? And once again, folks, this is Christmas. The guys have so aptly mentioned it. It is there is a special feeling about this time of the season, and 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 you either love it or you don't like it. Christmas is work. If you have a family, and you decide to go out and buy presents for them, it's work. <clears throat> now, folks, you can either enjoy that, or you can not enjoy it. It's your choice, and that's what we're talking about today, folks. Yes, it's a lot of work, but you know what, the rewards within you, like Bill said, when you do things above and beyond, the reward within you is so great. And Bill has, has spoken to us and told us he had this operation now, and it was painful when he had it, but you know what, he's looking at the good part of it, and he's saying, I'm so glad this came along. It has made me a better person. So thank you folks for joining us and all, and I'll uh, pass it on. That's Steve touch well I, I'd like I want to wish all our listeners and you guys as well a Merry Christmas
1: uh, and to pick up a bit what, what Kyle says the, the it's, it's not just <laughs> a couple of days to be happy uh, it's really what transcends it is the remember the reason for the season it is the birth of our savior and that transcends everything so you can burn the pumpkin pie but the Lord is with us. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. University of Houston can lose its bowl game, but right. the Lord is with us, Emmanuel. Uh, my prayer is that that we all kind of remember that and let that be the source of our of our joy uh, this uh, this holiday season, and, and 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 it will be a joy that even tempers some people who I know who are going through rough times. And, and sad times during the season, but the Lord is with us. Um, as, for, as for love, um, I, I, pretty much what, what Mike was saying, I think we can look at, at chapter 13, uh, verse 13, and, and look at those verses four through seven as, a, as, a, as its own mirror, as, its, as a checklist, to look at even every day, was I, you know, was I patient today? Maybe I was, but I wasn't that kind today, that kind of thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a, in a way, it's a checklist on on how to reach this uh, this commitment and this choice. It's really a choice to love. Um, it's easy to love our spouses and our friends. the 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 effort has to be put in to basically expand this curious, mysterious idea of agape to to everyone whether, you know, no matter how we emotionally feel about them.
0: Right, right, and excellent. And I just want to say to each and every one of you out there, on behalf of the Man Up group, thank you so much for supporting us, for your kind comments, Um, everything that you do. The fact that you enjoy and support us uh, just fills our heart. And we just want to make sure that uh, the re- you remember the reason for the season while you're out there hustling with gifts and doing errands that you don't particularly care for and doing things that might be out of your comfort zone. And you're a man and you just want to go back and do what man's stuff, but you don't. Because you love those people. And you know what? They love you too. <laughs> <coughs> this is Man Up. Uh, Man Up, a spiritual oasis for men Invite you to join an adult uh, uh, Local Bible based church Why local? So you'll go So you'll <laughs> participate uh, Be involved in adult Bible fellowship Or a Sunday school class And find a men's only group And if there isn't one, start one This is Man Up You've been listening to Man Up
5: You've got an You can't handle the truth.
0: Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.